الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا لم تستحي فاصنع ما شئت أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected brothers and elders This is the so-called holiday time that we are approaching already in our beautiful deen of Islam has given us guidelines for every aspect in life whether it be regarding how to worship Allah Ta'ala in terms of our salah or zakat, fasting, hajj or whether it be with regards to how we conduct ourselves in terms of our dealings, business transactions or how we interact on a social level person, how he lives with his family how he lives with his neighbors with others in society or pertaining to his akhlaq and character and every other aspect of life Deen has got a complete direction for us complete guidance for us and if we follow this direction follow this guidance then inshallah we will be successful in dunya in this world and in the akhirat when it comes to the aspect of what we term as a holiday so in terms of having a break so to say this is something that is not impermissible not something that is taboo but there are certain parameters certain limits within which everything has to be conducted we find that deen islam has given us that balanced and moderate path once hazrat salman radiyallahu ta'ala an he came to visit hazrat abu darda radiyallahu ta'ala an who was his friend so when he came to visit him he stayed at his place so that day during the course of the day as soon as he arrived a short while later abu darda radiyallahu ta'ala an quickly had some food prepared and he presented it to him to salman radiyallahu ta'ala an so salman told him that you also sit down to eat so he said no i am fasting it was a nafil day fast he was keeping and perhaps as a salman radiyallahu anhu was aware that he fasts almost every day so he wanted to teach him something that look this is very great but you should also now take it to consideration that if you have a guest then to entertain the guest by leaving out the nafil fast of that day that too is something any case he said to him you don't eat i'm not eating accepted he said very well so he joined him in other words he'll make pazaw of that fast some other time it was a nafil fast and a nafil fast can be broken for certain reasons including which is the entertaining of a guest a fard fast compulsory fast that's not possible that is compulsory obviously so in any case he broke the fast and he joined abu salman radiyallahu ta'ala 
later that night now after Isha Salah they came Salman who went to take a rest Abu Darda who went to stand on the musalla Salman said to him no you sleep now so he said very well you are my senior in so many ways I will accept what you are saying to me so he went to sleep a short while later he started waking up to go and make ibadat he said no you still keep sleeping so he carried on sleeping after a while again he tried, tried to do the same thing Hazrat Salman stopped him again then it was the last one third of the night the last one third of the night he told him now you wake up and now you perform tahajjud now you get involved in ibadat now you worship Allah Ta'ala. and then he said to him inna li rabbika alayka haqqa wa li nafsika alayka haqqa wa li ahlika alayka haqqa fa'atikul ladhi haqqin haqqa that verily there is a right for your Rabb but that is the first thing that's the first right every other right will be subservient to that right every other right will come after that so in any case he said your Rabb has a right over you and the first right of Allah Ta'ala is that he be worshipped and he does, is not disobeyed so he said your Rabb has a right over you and your own physical self has a right over you that you don't tire this physical body to the point where it is now overworked you give it rest as well so yourself, your physical self, your body has a right over you and your family has a right over you so therefore give every person their rights give everyone their due rights starts off with the right of Allah Ta'ala and that is the thing that will always be above everything the right of Allah Ta'ala and having fulfilled the rights of Allah Ta'ala so obviously this comes first and foremost those aspects which are compulsory of five daily salah and various other compulsory aspects and very importantly staying away from sin this is compulsory there is no compromise in this so that is the right of Allah Ta'ala and having fulfilled the rights of Allah Ta'ala now a person has to also try and get closer to Allah Ta'ala by means of nafil by means of extra ibadat but there he will adopt moderation he will do as much as he can but give his body rest as well give his family their due right and their time so Salman taught him this lesson that you give everybody their due rights so in any case this is the lesson that Deen gives us the lesson of moderation the lesson that everything has its place but what supersedes everything is the right of Allah Ta'ala there is no compromise in the right of Allah Ta'ala within that framework a person will fulfill his own needs also fulfill the needs of his family fulfill the needs of his relatives see to everyone and every, everything else as well but this is the highest thing, the first thing so in any case this is the so called holiday time as we said but just to understand this in its proper perspective one is a child now is going to school for example so now he is in high school so what is his object of going to school his object for going to school is to go and study that is his purpose that is what he's supposed to be doing he's supposed to be studying hard and especially right now at this time of the year many people are holding that breath you don't know what kind of result will come especially somebody who might have been in metric or whatever so the parents are also holding their breath so everybody is concerned that I hope he worked right and worked well and he will earn and get a good result that is every parent's concern, every person's concern who was in that phase 
So that was his object, to learn, to work, to study, so that he passes at the end of the year, and then he can progress from there. But during the course of that year, while he's going to be studying, there will also be maybe some excursion. So that excursion is a very light thing, it's a kind of change of routine, it's something very very exciting sometimes. So the excursion also takes place, but that excursion is less than a sideline, less than secondary. The whole year he will study, there will be several hundred years of study days, or maybe 100-200 years of study days, the excursion will be two, year, two days, three days, five days. So there's an excursion also, but that's not the object of going to school. And somebody goes to school for the excursion, and he lives from one excursion to the other. When one excursion finishes off, he's already waiting when the next excursion will come. And as far as studying and working hard, that is something which has become secondary for him. So any parent will be very disappointed. Now at the end of the year, when the result comes, and the result says, well, he failed, but he excelled in the way that he conducted himself in the excursion. He was very excited. And he really made the best of the excursion. Which parent is going to be happy about this? That mashallah my son, he really made the best of the excursion, but his report card is saying, his result is saying that he failed. So likewise, the little breaks that we take in dunya, to merely refresh, refresh in the mind, that is like the excursion, the object of life is not that. Unfortunately, nowadays, in many instances, the holiday has become like the object of life person lives from one holiday to the next and just like that child or that student who now lives from one excursion to the next supposing for any reason the excursion got cancelled so he is totally depressed how this excursion got I live for this I come to school for this though that sounds really insane almost but he's saying this is what I live for and now you cancel the excursion he is totally depressed Likewise, many a person, if that holiday didn't work out, it leads to all kinds of difficulties and complications in life. People actually become depressed. Why? Because that became the object of life. Now a person is living from one holiday to the next. And if that didn't work out, it's like everything, that's the end of the world. So this is the first thing, that that break that a person takes, that is not the object of life. That is not what he lives for. That is merely to refresh in the mind so that he can come back to his object and purpose with greater vigor, greater enthusiasm. That is the purpose. So now comes the question then, what is our object of life? Our object of life is what Allah Ta'ala has created for us for. Allah Ta'ala says, we have created insan, this human being, and the jinn for no other purpose but to worship us, to be totally subservient to us. That is what Allah Ta'ala created us for. And because we are in dunya, dunya is a place of means. Dunya is a place where a person will have to adopt the means to fulfill his needs. So a person will work, he'll have a business, he'll have a job, he'll have a profession, whatever the case may be, in order to earn a halal living. That is not the object of life. That is merely to help him pass through this phase of life. Like that ship that needs to sail from one point to the other. 
the ship cannot sail without the water. So the water is necessary, but it's only necessary to help it to sail across. Right? The ship gets caught up in the water and keeps turning around, going in circles in the water itself, moving round and round in circles. And you say that I'm really in deep water, I have a lot of water now. Before I was in water that was only 100 meters deep, now I'm in water that is one kilometer deep. Some places the seabed is several kilometers deep. So now that skipper and that ship, they are very happy that we are in very deep water now. We have a lot of water with us. But suddenly now the time will come to abandon the ship. Now a person realizes that that water made no difference. Because now when the time came to leave dunya and move to the akhirat, when suddenly the angel of death comes to take a person, now all the dunya will get left behind. That water was necessary. It's only necessary to the extent to keep him sailing. But a person makes that the object, then that is going to become a major problem. So likewise, all these things are to the extent of necessity. Not to the extent that it becomes the object and purpose of life. The object and purpose of life is to worship Allah Ta'ala. To be obedient to Him. To serve Him. To serve the deen of Allah Ta'ala. So this is our object and purpose of life. But as we eat, we have some need to eat, we have some need to sleep, we have some need for various other things. Likewise, insan gets tired sometimes, so he needs a little bit of a change of routine. So he takes a little break. It's not a problem in itself. But, since we are primarily the servants of Allah Ta'ala, we have to account to Him on the day of Qiyamah. In the Qabr, the questions that will be asked, Man Rabbuk, first question, who is your Rabb? So that person will be able to answer that question correctly who lived in a way that he lived as Allah Ta'ala being his Rabb, totally subservient to him. Otherwise, despite us knowing the question and answer in dunya, in the cover a person will be able to only say, ha ha la adri, I have no idea what you're talking about. And mama dinuk, what is your deen? That is the second question asked in the grave. Then that person will be able to answer deeni al-Islam, my deen is Islam who lived Islam. In the Qabr, it's not a person's tongue that will speak, it's a person's actions that will speak. He lived with Allah Ta'ala being his Rabb, subservient to Allah Ta'ala, then that action will speak in the Qabr. He lived with Islam being the deen, that he followed the deen of Islam. So that will speak for him in the Qabr. And, وَمَا تَقُولُ فِي هَذَا rajul, What do you have to say regarding this personality of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? If he lived according to the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi he'll be able to answer correctly. So this is the primary thing. That there can be no compromise in the obedience to Allah wa ta'ala. So a person taking a holiday, a person taking a break, that too will be within this limit and this framework. So what will be those limits? Those limits will be that he will always be still upholding deen. So his salah will not get compromised in any way. Unfortunately, many a times, when a person is on so-called holiday, then everything becomes holiday. Holiday from deen also. Person who is conscious and punctual on his salah, he takes holiday from his salah as well. Whereas, how can that ever be a mu'min? This is his life without salah, his day without salah, that is impossible for him. A mu'min starting his day without fajr salah, impossible. So this is the first aspect that he will not allow anything to be compromised in terms of his obligations to Allah Ta'ala. Then together with that, he will not take himself and put himself in such environments which are filled with the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. Environments of nudity, 
environments of vice, environments where people are totally in a, in a condition of shamelessness, he won't go anywhere near there. When Rasulullah was on his way to Tabuk, and en route he had to pass by the ruins of the people of Samud. Now this had these people of Samud, the Quran Sharif speaks about this incident in several places where these people refused to obey Allah Taala, refused to obey Hazrat Salih Ali Salatu Salam, and finally the punishment of Allah Taala came. And when the punishment of Allah Taala came, this entire community was wiped out. So the only thing that was left now was the ruins. In one go, all of them were destroyed. So the ruins were left there, and this was now the place where this was en route. It was a huge place, huge community that was existing there. So the road was passing through this place. So in any case, Nabi Islam is on his way to Tabuk, and this is the place they could pass through. So as he is passing by, as he is still approaching, some Sahaba were already ahead. So they came to this area before Nabi Islam reached. Now there were some wells that were active. There were some wells that were still active in this area, because people used to pass by, they used to use the water. The wells were active. So now water, as we know and understand, a little bit of drought comes. What is the value of water? This is a desert place. Water, they had no provisions of water besides these wells and the rain that comes now and then. So in any case, many of them started drawing the water from these wells. They started putting the water into their containers. Some used the water to make their flour, to bake their bread, make their roti. And as Nabi Islam is still approaching, all this had happened. So somebody came and met Nabi Islam before he reached there. And they said to him that this is what has happened, is everything in order? People have used the water of these wells. They have drank some, some even put in their containers. Some used it to knead their flour and make their dough for bread. So Nabi Islam immediately instructed that that water that has been collected in the containers immediately dispose of it. That flour that has already been kneaded with that water, that dough that has been made, discard that as well. And then Nabi Islam said to them that لا تدخلوا مساكن الذين ظلموا أنفسهم إلا أن تكونوا باكين. Don't even enter the places of those who have oppressed themselves except that you are crying. Now when did this happen? This azab came on these people centuries before. Between Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the last Nabi of Allah Ta'ala before Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was Isa There's a 550 year gap. And Salih was much before that. Allah knows best how many centuries exactly but it could have been more than 10 centuries. 10 centuries prior this azab came. And nobody was living there at that time. There's the ruins that was there. Nabi Islam is saying to them in the authentic narration of Bukhari Sharif, that don't enter this area of these people who have oppressed themselves. Now you have to enter out of necessity. So you enter out of necessity because this is now the past, the road is going past here. You can't bypass this, you have to pass through this. So enter in a way that you are crying. Why? Out of the fear that that azab which came upon them should not come upon you. Now when the azab came upon them, centuries ago, seven, eight, ten centuries ago, Nabi Islam is saying, be careful that azab doesn't come upon you. Don't enter casually. 
unfortunately what happens sometimes as we call them natural disasters some so called natural disaster where all these are signs from Allah Ta'ala something of a natural disaster happens somewhere there's a flood somewhere there's an earthquake somewhere whatever people go and visit these places like some kind of sightseeing people go to visit the Dead Sea as some kind of tourist attraction whereas the Dead Sea was that place where the azab of Allah Ta'ala came where this entire community where this terrible filth and evil of sodomy had become rife Allah Ta'ala instructed the angels to carry this entire place up to the skies turn it upside down and throw it down with force and it was thrown with such force that that became the lowest point on earth and that place became dead it's called the Dead Sea nothing lives there people go there as a tourist like tourists to go and have fun whereas these places Nabi Salaam is saying don't go even as in casual way you have to pass out of necessity you pass in a way that you are crying any case he gave this instruction then he had to pass through how did he pass through summa qanna'a ra'asahu wa asra'a sayr hatta jaz al-wadiya aw kama qal then Nabi Salaam covered his head with his shawl he didn't want to see what's going on here also now he's mounted on his animal on his camel or whatever he covered his head with his shawl and then he quickened the pace of his mount he doesn't want to take any extra time in this place out of necessity he has to pass from here he went through there with absolute haste summa asra'a sayr hatta jaz al-wadiya until he passed this whole place and he came out the other side until then he kept his head covered also now this is the example Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is showing to us that a person who has iman person whose primary objective is the worship of Allah Taala, the obedience of Allah Taala, to gain the pleasure of Allah Taala, he understands and knows well that in that moment while he could be anywhere Allah forbid one person who does some kind of undertaking work burial service he was sitting very very down gloomy so somebody who knew him well they saw this person sitting in the masjid one corner very very down tapped him on the back what's happening something wrong he said no I'm just feeling very shaken today he says, what happened? What's, what you show so shaken about? I got a call because I do this burial work, could attend to janazas and so on. I got a call to come and pick up a body of a Muslim from the casino. That he went there hale and hearty. He went there very, very in a top mood. That I am enjoying myself. He tried to pull that so-called one-armed bandit and that became the end of his life. So I was called to come and take away the body of a Muslim out of a casino. That was where he breathed his last. So these are realities of life. So a mu'min, a mu'min stays far away from places of vice, places of nudity, places of sin. He will take his break, but he'll take his break not in a way that it breaks his deen. He will take his break not in a way that breaks his relationship with Allah Ta'ala. He will take his break, but not in a way that breaks even his dunya also. So nevertheless, we are mu'mineen, we are believers in Allah Ta'ala. Everything in life we do, the primary thing that we are concerned about is, that is my Allah pleased with this. My Allah is displeased with this, then I have nothing to do with it. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq and guide us to that which is pleasing to Him all the time.